0: everybody. How's everybody doing? Good, good, great. So I got uh, text messages on Monday of this week saying, hey, we need somebody for the next two weeks. Are you available? And I had some stuff planned, but I talked to my wife and she said, are you kidding me? We're going back. So, so we made the necessary arrangements we needed to make and, and uh, we're so glad to be here today uh, with you all again exciting you know it's exciting that two weeks from now you'll have your your candidate here and um, you know for a lot of you I know this church has been through a lot and a lot of ups and a lot of downs and you wonder what's going to happen from here forward but I will tell you this you guys have taken a very good step forward. Um, I do encourage you to be here two weeks from now when they when we have the congregational meeting and and say your two cents and get all the information you can and make your educated choice because the decision that you make will determine uh, the next chapter of the life of Simi Covenant Church. Um, Pretty soon, my assistants, or my lovely assistants, are going to bring up my stuff here to the stage, because as you all know, I never come up on the stage without having something for you to look at. Um, But as we're doing that, uh, I wanted to let you know that... um, Today's kind of a special day. My parents are here again. They've been here every single time I've spoken so far. And my mom's birthday is this week. And so they came up here today. We're going to celebrate her birthday today. And don't ask me, don't ask ask me how old she is, because I can only say it's the something anniversary of her 29th birthday. So where's my mom? Where is she? She's over here somewhere. So here's her little birthday birthday crown. Yeah, this is, every once in a while her birthday falls on Thanksgiving and I kind of feel bad for her because, you know, whatever, but if you want to, the honest truth, my birthday is the day after Christmas, so usually the last thing people want to do is celebrate something else the day after Christmas. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I I want to do a little game here, not a game, but just kind of an icebreaker here, and what I'm about to put up here are some pictures one or the other. You have to decide which one do you prefer. Okay, if, if you would to have to choose between these two things, what would you pick? All right. Number one. How many of you? How many of you like dogs? How many of you like cats? How many of you can't stand furry creatures? <laughs> okay. Dogs again. Let me see. I want to see the. Okay. Cats. Dogs win. Okay. We have both in my house. We have actually a black lab that's a lot older than that. Or we have an orange cat that's a lot uh, older than that and a lot uh, not as cute. I mean, he's cute, but <laughs> he's cute, but he's got, a, he's got his own temperament there. So we just kind of let him do his thing. All right. Number two, do you prefer a vacation in the mountains? you prefer a vacation in the beach or a day at the mountains or a day at the beach? Mountains. Raise your hand. Beach. So far, we're taking our dog to the beach day. okay. <laughs> we don't live close enough to the mountains, so I, I feel like I don't go to the mountains as often as I would like. But I do, as a, as a former youth pastor, camp is always up in the mountains. So we have, I have very fond memories of spiritual growth and a lot of things happening with students up in the mountains. Um, I grew up in Santa Barbara, so I, I was able to go to the beach all the time, whatever, okay. But so far, we're dogs, and we are beach people Lakers and Clippers. All right, this is this is a hot topic right now because both teams, both teams are pretty good. Okay, Lakers, raise your hand. Wow. Clippers. Ooh. How many of you don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Lakers and Clippers are NBA basketball teams. Just for those of you that are confused. All right, but they are really, really uh, high on the high on the you know good team list this season. So as the time goes on, we'll see what happens. What's next? We have fake Christmas trees and real Christmas trees. Now, this is a hot topic in my house because everybody but my wife likes real trees. Guess what? We have a fake tree. Okay? So, fake tree. Raise your hand. Real tree. Raise your hand. Ah, oh, real trees, Thank you. All right. See, we all make sacrifices for our loved ones. That will let her have her victory. Next. Turkey or ham? All right. Can be, it can be a holiday meal. It can be a sandwich. I don't care what you're thinking of. Turkey, raise your hand. Ham? Ooh, that's kind of a 50-50 draw right there. All right. Do any of you have ham for Thanksgiving, just out of curiosity? A few of us? Okay, all right. My mother-in-law always makes ham and turkey because my kids will eat the ham. So we have both at ours. All right, next, how about giving a gift as opposed to receiving a gift? The feeling you get from giving somebody the perfect gift or the feeling you get when you get the perfect gift. How many of you prefer giving the perfect gift? Receiving the perfect gift. Hey, at least we're honest here, okay? <laughs> my son over there raised his hand for getting the perfect gift, so we're still working on that. Next. All right. Uh, Apple, iPhones, or Samsung? Okay. Now, I I think at one point in my family, we had both of these going on, but how about Apple? How about Samsung? Whoa, there's more Samsung than I thought here, and... Honestly, how many of you prefer the days when we didn't have cell phones and you actually look people in the face? <laughs> yeah, all right. I was at a UCSB volleyball game the other night and up in Santa Barbara, and up in the corner over there was a group of probably 30 teenagers. Every single one of them was doing this yeah. during the game, okay? Missing out on life. But nonetheless, Apple seems to win. And finally, waffles or pancakes? How many of you prefer waffles? Pancakes. Oh my. Pancakes wins. But you know what? I prefer waffles, so today we're going to be going with waffles. Okay? I don't know why it is I like waffles. I think it's because they have little grooves there, and they hold all the butter and the syrup there so they don't run all over the place. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But I do prefer waffles, so today, my visual illustration is going to be this waffle here that my wife made uh, last night, okay? So I'm not going to eat it today. We had the rest of them last night, but then, then they were very good. So what, are we, what we're going to talk about today is Thanksgiving ingredients, okay? How many of you in the room right now are the ones that are going to be cooking the meal on Thanksgiving, okay? That is something you will probably never see me do. I don't have the kind of patience for that kind of chaos going on at the same time. Um, my wife's shaking her head right now because she knows I can make hot dogs and barbecue hamburgers, and that's about it, okay? But with, I know that there's a lot that goes into making a Thanksgiving dinner. You have to have certain things that make, make the food taste right. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about how do we present God with a lifestyle of thankfulness, okay? Yes, we can walk around and just say thank you for everything that we get anytime things are going well, all that kind of stuff. But what does the Bible say about what we need to do in our life in order to present God with a life of thanksgiving? So this waffle here today is going to represent our life. What do we need to add to this waffle to make it more appealing and pleasant as we present it to God? So our, our, our verse today is going to come from First Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. And everything we need to know about today is in this slide right here. Okay, we're going to spend the rest of our our time together dissecting this slide right here. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we're going to start with the first one. What is it? Rejoice Always. If you if you want, on the back of your bulletin, there's kind of a fill-in-the-blank thing. If you want to do that, that's, what, that's there for you. If you don't want to do that, that's fine too. I just know for me, I like having that when I'm sitting out there. But rejoice always. Now, I debated which one I was going to have underlined. There's rejoice and there's always. And I think they're both important, right? So rejoice is what we're talking about here. And Paul is writing this Thessalonians letter to the church in Thessalonica. And this is what he's saying to them. Rejoice always. But what you may not know is that the church in Thessalonica at the time was going through severe, severe persecution. They were going through a real rough patch. And this is what he says. Rejoice always. Now, I think for some of them, they probably read that and went, are you even paying attention to the news? you have any idea what we're going through now? And you're telling us to rejoice always. What's the first ingredient I should put on on my waffle? Anybody? butter. I heard it. Alright. My wife doesn't put butter on hers okay because she says it adds to the calories but you know what if I'm gonna eat something I want it to taste good so I have butter on mine okay so I'm gonna put butter on here so this is representing rejoice always alright I'm getting hungry already okay now rejoice always now there's a difference here between Happiness and joy. Now, you you heard, if you were here the last couple of times I preached, I talked about joy as an attitude, right? It's an attitude that you have no matter whether things are going good or whether things are going bad. Happiness is different than joy, okay? Happiness is a reaction. So when something good happens to you, you have no choice other than to react, and your, your body just naturally is happy, right? you get the perfect gift, you get a bonus, you get a promotion at work, the girl you ask to the dance says yes, uh, anything, you, you, you have that butterfly in your stomach, happiness. That's a natural reaction to good times. Joy, as I've talked about more than once now with you, is not the same thing. Anybody want to guess? Joy is a decision that you make. No matter how things are going, I'm not a big person when when it comes to sermons like this. I don't usually like to put, you know, things that other people say other than what the Bible says up on the screen. But I came across a few this week as I was doing this that I really liked what they said. Rejoicing isn't a spontaneous emotion. It's an intentional act of faith. It's a decision that you make. When Paul's talking to the church in Thessalonica, he's telling them, I know you're going through a severe time of persecution, But don't stop giving thanks to God. So as we talk about living a lifestyle of thanks to God, we have to figure out how to rejoice even during the hard times. And again, I've talked about that with you uh, the past couple of times I've been here. So I won't spend a whole lot more time talking about it. I have a verse here from the book of Habakkuk. How many of you remember the last time you read out of the book of Habakkuk? Anybody? My wife was like, wait, is that... Yes, that, that's a book in the Bible. Okay, Habakkuk, <laughs> and I and I guarantee you, if I ask all of you to write down on a piece of paper, you would probably misspell it. Just look at it. Okay, but here's what the what the book or, what the passage in Habakkuk says: Though the fig tree does not uh, does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines; though the olive crop fails, and the field produce no food. Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls. That sounds like a lovely day right there, right? But you know how it ends? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. That is what living a joyful life is about. That is what Paul is saying in rejoice always. Even when things are not going bad. I would argue especially when things are not going bad. The way we react and the way we conduct ourselves and the way we present ourselves to God has to be that of joy. Ingredient number two, what's next on my, what's next on my waffle here, anybody? I think I heard somebody say syrup, so syrup, now me, I literally baptize this thing in syrup, like I just love, I love the syrup, I want there to be 50% 50% syrup and 50% waffle in every bite that I eat. That's just me, personally. Anybody else li- like syrup that much? Okay. So, this this ingredient is going to be pray continually. Pray continually. Rejoice always. Pray continually. And what does this look like? Now, some versions of the Bible would say pray without ceasing, which means never stop, right? I remember... Uh, being in a small group when I was in high school, and we were talking about praying, and one of one of the guys in my group said, "You know, we should just pray. You can be sitting in your sitting in your at your desk at school and just pray in your head." And then one of my buddies goes, "Yeah, but what happens when the guy next to you asks you a question?" And so you're sitting there, and then, "Hey, what what, what do you think about question number two? Hold on for a sec." Okay, what was that? Like finish your prayer. Now pray continually. I don't know about you, but I. I find myself praying a lot, and, and it doesn't have to be out loud, it doesn't have to be on a street corner, but I literally, every once in a while, when I hit every light green on the road on the way home, I say, God, thank you for all the green lights. And I'm not trying to be funny, I'm just seriously thankful that I never had to stop going home. Like, and then there are other times when you get every light, not red, but what? Yellow red. Like That makes me so mad. Like It's like somebody's sitting there watching my car get close, yellow, right there, right? And, but even in times like that, you know what? To me, that is a time to slow down, stop, and it gives me a little bit more time to pray. I, I, pray, I find myself praying quite a bit when, I, when I'm driving. You can find times in your life to pray continually. Now, I have a little video clip here that was a commercial that was on a long, long time ago. I honestly don't remember exactly what it was for. I think it's for a credit card of some kind. But I want you to watch this. This is a guy, this is a guy in an exercise gym. And see, see what see what happens here. Oh, I forgot about my phrase here. Prayer is the healthily fuel that keeps the flame of joy burning even in times of trials. Now, I I, I, I care very deeply about my relationship with my boys, but it, my relationship with them would be very different if they only came to me when they needed something, right? Uh, if but. Uh, every Monday, my, my high school son, he doesn't start school until 9.30, so he and I get up and we go to McDonald's and we have breakfast together. Every Monday afternoon, my son that's in college, he'll call me as soon as he's leaving school and say, hey, I want to meet you at Arby's and have lunch. Okay, I'll meet you at Arby's and have lunch. And we just have a conversation. Um, another one, I coach his baseball team, so we're together all the time and we talk about things. And, and my two youngest ones will go with me to the gym two or three times a week and we spend time together that way. Prayer works if you are continuously working on your relationship with God and you are praying to him on a regular basis. You will find that those hard times in your life that you're going through that Paul is telling us to rejoice in, you will find them easier to digest if you pray continuously. Expect faster rewards. <laughs> Introducing the City Premier Pass Credit Card. The only card that gives you thank you points for the things you buy and the miles you fly on an airline. You know, what's so funny about that, right? What's so funny about that is the fact that he did one lap around the gym, got on the scale, and was disappointed that he didn't have the results that he wanted. And I think sometimes we treat our prayer life that same way. We only pray on Sunday when we're at church. Okay, we only go to church on, a ha- on a Halloween, on Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter, right? If we don't, if we don't pray continuously, we're not going to be able to digest these times in our life as well as we should. I like to exercise, okay? I, I, don't, I shouldn't say I like it. I do exercise a lot, okay? I run, I bike, I swim, I work out at the gym, I do all those things. I'd like to say it's because I want to be in tip-top shape. The reality is, I want to be able to eat whatever I want. To be honest, okay. Um, but the only way that exercise and all that stuff is beneficial is what you have to stick with it. You have to be you have to be on top of it and, and continuously make it a part of your life. Perseverance, in the definition in the Bible, if we're going to pray continuously, we have to we have to pray without ceasing. One of the things that I came across is the word perseverance. And then the dictionary, perseverance is defined as persistent despite difficulty or delay. How many of you, either yourself or someone you know, has tried to lose weight, and they work out for a week, and they lose 5 or 10 pounds, and then a month later, now they're not losing anything? And they get discouraged, and they go, forget it, I'm done. Okay? It's so easy to give up when, when, when we have difficulties or when there's a delay in the response, or the outcome that we're hoping for. But if we're going to pray continuously, as Paul tells us to do, if we're going to present God with a lifestyle of thankfulness, we have to pray without ceasing, even if we're not getting quite getting the answer or the outcome we want as fast as we would want it. That's what pray continuously is talking about. Next. What, what what else what else should I put on my waffle here? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna be surprised if any of you get this, but this is just my own personal waffles. Anybody want to go? Okay, those are all good, but I'm gonna go with powdered sugar. Did I hear powdered sugar? I did. I heard it over there. Okay, powdered sugar. Now what I love about oh that looks so good. It's like snow on a summer morning right there. Right. <laughs> Powdered sugar, that, I don't know what it is about powdered sugar, but it just enhances the flavor of the waffle to me in a huge, huge way. So now our waffle is starting to look a little bit better, right? This ingredient is what? Give thanks and uh, be joy, I'm sorry, I skipped my verse again. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And when we're talking about faithful here, we're talking about praying without, without stopping, okay, without coming up with an excuse why not to pray. Ingredient number three, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, we've talked about this before. This one, I had no doubt which one I was going to have underlined, the word all. Because what does that imply? Give thanks in good times and give thanks in bad times. And that is where we struggle, is on that side, right? We can always give thanks when things are going well. It's hard to give thanks when things aren't going well. We can always be in a great mood when everything's hunky-gory. We have to work really hard to be in a good mood when things are not going the way we want them to go. But you know what? If we want to present our life as as a life of thankfulness to God, that is an ingredient, and that is a requirement. So this includes the pleasant as well as the unpleasant, as we've already talked about. Now, there are people in the Bible... Gave thank, who verbally gave thanks to God despite favorable circumstances. Okay, and I'm just going to touch on a couple of them right now real quick just to, just to give you an idea of what's going on. Now, if, if any of you have ever read the book of Job, you know what I'm about to talk about, right? If you have never read the book of Job, read it because you will be a little bit more thankful for your life no matter where you are right now. Job had everything he could ever want And Satan, I'm just paraphrasing here, Satan went to God and said, of course he's going to praise your name. You gave him everything you wanted. Let me me take stuff away from him. And God said, go ahead, but you cannot kill him. So he lost everything he owned. He lost family members. He lost his cattle. He lost everything. And then his wife said, why don't you curse God for all that he has done? And this is what Job says. And he said, naked I come from my mother's womb, and naked out shall we turn? The Lord gives, and the Lord takes has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, if you actually just read that, the second, the, the last part of that makes no sense. Okay, the God gives, God takes away. Things were good, and now things are horrible. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Okay. Now, at the end of the service today, we're going to sing "Blessed be Your Name," which is where this came from. When I was talking to Jay earlier this week. And he said, you know, we, we sang this song last week. And I know, having been in a church, it's kind of a cardinal rule never to play the same song twice in a week, uh, twi- in back-to-back weeks. But I'm going to ask you to allow me to break the cardinal rule just once. Because this, this song fits well with what we're talking about today. And this is where it came from. Job had every human right at that moment to say, you know what, you're right. This is stupid. God, why are you doing this to me? Okay, but instead he chose to, to, bless, to say blessed be your name despite what was going on with him. Jesus uh, a couple weeks ago when I was with you we talked about Jesus feeding the 5,000. Okay, now there were 5,000 which could have been more uh, if, if we're talking about 5,000 men it could have been 15,000 people. Whatever it is, it was a lot and there was only a little tiny bit here for for him to, to deal with. And This version says, Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fists, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Other translations would say he gave thanks. Okay. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave to the crowds, and as we all know, they all had plenty of what they needed, and there was a whole lot left over. Now, if you're one of the disciples, and you're sitting there when he gives thanks for these five loaves and these two fists, what is your human kind of thought in your head to me it's why are you giving thanks for so little like we need so much more than that why are you giving thanks for that and jesus i think jesus knew what was about to happen right but he was setting the example for them of being thankful for what we do have and letting god do with what what he wants with what little you feel like you have Next one is Paul and Silas. Now, I realized last night as I was reading this, I misspelled Silas. It's supposed to be S-I-L-A-S. That's my fault. I was kind of in a hurry when I did this. But Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas are in the New Testament, and they, they get thrown into prison, and then they have something to say. So let's, let's take a look. They're, these are Christian guys being persecuted and when they had when they, talking about the persecutors, when they had inflicted many blows upon them they threw them into prison ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet to the stock now my, my job right now I'm a sheriff service technician for the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Office I work in the Santa Barbara County Jail Okay, and I tell you what if nothing else, from what I've learned from that job is, I don't ever want to get arrested. Okay? Because, because I will tell you, it's not pleasant. Okay? Like, just coming in and having to get dressed in and out and where you have to live and the food. I mean, and you know what? When Paul and Silas were thrown in prison, a whole different ballgame than going to prison today. Okay? So here they have all this stuff going on. They got beat almost to death. Now they're being thrown into the inner, inner parts of the jail where there's nothing they can do, and this is what they do. After midnight, Paul and Cyrus were praying and see, singing hymns to God, and the, and the prisoners were listening to them. Now if you think about it, singing praises to God is another way of, sing, of giving thanks to God. God That's pleasant to God's ears. When you're singing, singing praises to God, you're actually thanking him. For um, for what he has done, or for what for everything, for what's going on. Now, there are, those are the only ingredients we're going to talk about today. Obviously, there are other ones, right? How many of you like whipped cream on your waffle? Okay, good. Okay, so maybe we're going to say, in uh, in thanking God, giving God a thankful life, we're going to write a letter and we're going to contact somebody in our life who had a significant impact in our life, and we're going to thank them for being a For allowing God to use them in our life. Okay. What else do we have? We have. I have chocolate chips. Okay. I heard strawberries earlier. I heard strawberries. Yeah. But how many of you like chocolate? Anybody? Chocolate chips. I'm afraid when I open this, it's going to like fly all over the place. Okay. So we have chocolate chips. So maybe this is. We're going to thank God by. Um. Offering more of our our time, our talents, and our treasure in the church and in the community and anywhere else we can. Maybe we're going to do all that. And so, yes, there are other ingredients we could add. But the basic ones that we've been given today, what are they? Rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks to God in all circumstances. Why is it so important for us to give thanks to God in all circumstances? This is from the book of Philippians. Now I want you to notice, as you go through this, the the things that we've talked about are also in here, Okay, written by the same guy. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. Rejoice. That's the one we already talked about, right? Rejoice always. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer, there's the second one, and supplication, with thanksgiving, there's the other one, let your we let your request be made known to God. And the next one is the key one right here. Ready? And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If we figure out how to get all these ingredients going in our life, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And if that's happening, then we're starting a cycle of thankfulness right there, a lifestyle of thankfulness. Now, I'm going to give you some homework this week, all right? And this is your homework. I'm going to ask you, between now and Thanksgiving Day, you're going to go home and you're going to take a piece of paper and you're going to write down the left side of the paper the word Thanksgiving. T-H-A-N-K-S-G-I-V-I-N-G. All the way down the bottom, okay? And you're going to spend the next week trying to think of something that starts with that letter that you're thankful for, okay? So I have an example. I just did it really fast. I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it. So I just kinda did it. The the requirement of your homework is this. One of the things you put on there that you're thankful for has to be something that when somebody else sees it or hears it, they're gonna be, wait, you're thankful for that? Okay, so my wife was the one that helped me put this PowerPoint together and I had my list here and she read the one that you're gonna look at and she went, wait, why are you putting that? Okay, that's what I want, that's what I want. I want you to have something on there Something bad that happened to you or maybe is happening to you or some struggle that you're going through that you can figure out a way or a reason to be thankful for. So here's the example that I have for you. So thank, I'm thankful for today. Thank God every day is a new day. Have you ever had a really bad day and then you just wake up the next day? At least it's a new day. Can you imagine if life was just one long day and you couldn't start over again? Okay. Hot water. I love the fact that we have hot water like that. We don't have to go out and boil it and start a fire or whatever. Okay. Some of you might say, for H, having electricity, right? I mean, can you imagine a life without electricity? Okay, now when you're doing this, it doesn't have to be a one-word thing, all right? It can be a sentence that starts with that letter. I don't care. I'm not not really big on, I'm not going to grade this, okay? I'm not your teacher, okay? Next, America. We could live in a whole lot of other countries. We're lucky enough to live here. Yes, we have our own problems, but I tell you what, I'd rather live here than other places, right? Um... Nelson family, that's me Person, you can be thankful for the Nelson family if you want, but you don't have to put that, you don't have to put that on your list, okay? Kids, my kids and kids in general, they just kind of bring life out of us, right? How many of you have grandkids, okay? Yeah, you just play with them, give them sugar and send them home, right? Okay? <laughs> Southern California weather, yeah. okay? Yeah, it's going to rain this week and we're going to bundle up like we live in Colorado, right? People in Colorado are like, it's 60 degrees, what is wrong with you, Okay? We are spoiled by our California weather. Okay? Next one. Getting laid off. I've been laid off twice, both by churches and both for money reasons. And you know what? Both times, neither one of them were pleasant. As a matter of fact, one of them was probably the darkest kind of, the darkest phase of my life. But as I look back at it now, I realize God had to make those things happen in order to get me to where I am now. He knew what was coming up, and he knew things that were going to happen, and he knew what I needed, and he knew that I needed to grow, and he knew that I needed to learn how to be thankful in all circumstances, and had he not done that, I don't know that I would have learned it. That's what I'm looking for in your homework. You You need to be able to have to explain to somebody why you're thankful for that. Okay, next, I have a good job, vacations. Two weeks from today, my wife and I finally get to go on a cruise by ourselves for five days. I cannot wait. I just love going on vacation. Anybody else? Vacation out there? Good. I love going on vacation. Ice cream is my my best friend and my worst enemy, okay? I couldn't come up with another one for N, so my son started Googling stuff. And, and he came up with nature, so we, we decided we'd go with nature, okay? And then going out to eat is one of, one of my favorite things to do uh, as a family. Or, and and it's, just, it's just a lot of fun, and it's a good community-building time when, we, when we're able to do that. So that's my—I did this in five minutes, okay? I'm not asking you to do this in five minutes. I'm asking you to write it out and think over the next few days of things that you're thankful for, making sure that one of them is something that don't, doesn't make sense to somebody else. Because when you get to Thanksgiving dinner and you're with your family, I would like either if you have a bunch of these papers written out, or you give everybody a piece of paper and have them do it while they're all sitting there watching football or whatever, and then when the Thanksgiving meal happens, whip out your list, okay? And maybe, at, maybe you don't have them do it. You just say, hey, what's something you're thankful for that starts with T? And Uncle Bob over there says, you know, tamales, okay? And then over here, somebody says, today, I, I'm thankful for today. Uh, And and then you move, make your way down, making sure that when you get to yours, that's when everybody's going to go, wait, why are you thankful for that? And now you've opened up the opportunity for you to share what giving thanks in all circumstances look like, which is what God wants us to do. All right. You guys all got that for your homework? All right. Just use that as a discussion starter. Use that as an open vessel to teach your family members what it is that God wants us to do so that we can present our lives as a wonderful waffle to God. <laughs> Dear God, we thank you for who you are, and we just thank you uh, We thank you for everything that you've done for us, both the good and the bad. And I just pray, Lord, that you will be with us as we try to live a lifestyle of thankfulness. Paul tells us that in order to do that, we must rejoice always. We must decide to have an attitude of joy no matter what is going on. We must pray continuously. We must pray without ceasing. We must... Make it a healthy, regular part of our lifestyle, and we must give thanks in all circumstances. That includes the good, that includes the bad. You don't allow us to go through anything heavy or dark without there being some kind of a reason for it, even though we may not see it or we may not understand it. It must be our decision to live a life of thankfulness. We ask this in your name. Amen.